Hi, this is Gay's Planet, where two boyfriends discuss the Korean survival show Boy's Planet, and none of your faves are safe. I am Miles. I'm Andy. Along for the ride. For 12 episodes of this show. 12, two and a half hour long episodes with a total of 12 performances. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If not fewer. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So this is a podcast where we're just going to recap. We're going to be recapping each episode of the show Boys Planet. This is a Korean show. It's basically 100 boys or almost 100 boys, half of them Korean, half of them global, which means... From Asia? Basically Thailand, Japan, China, and then there's like an American and a Canadian. But Korean group and global group, and there's like 95 of these kiddos, except one of them's 30, and then they're going to make eventually a boy band. We don't know the size, but uh, this is essentially like the sixth season, if you count the produce Korean show, that's made a group this way. It's an insane way to make a group. And would you say they're usually successful? Oh, they're all they're hugely successful, all of them. To the point where the last girl group that was made on the show on Girls Planet, people are saying is a flop, and they've already sold over a million physical albums, which no one in America is doing that, but because they haven't been as huge as like the other groups from the show. So they're always a success. Um, but it's a weird way to make a group because that just means that there's like 85 people that aren't going to get in, who are, like, a lot of them are super talented. Justice for Fu Yane. <laughs> <laughs> Debut the baby. Debut the baby monsters. But this is episode zero. The show hasn't come out yet. We wanted to do an episode zero, um, partially to make sure this thing can get on Spotify, um, and partially to ground you listeners in who we are, why you should care about our gay-ass opinions. So I want to talk about when we debuted with K-pop, which I think is exciting because we have very different entry points. I debuted with K-pop in when I was finishing college. So 2010, I like to say. It was like the beginning of 2010. I came in. I kind of, I'd heard about Super Junior. I'd even heard about BOA in high school. And I, I knew nobody by Wonder Girls, but I feel like 2010 was really when I was like, oh, Girls' Generation, Kara, Wonder Girls, Big Bang shiny 2 p.m i started to dabble more in that i was really into british pop music but i was looking for something something fresh i don't want to get into the cash of it all but like what you needed i needed to like emigrate musically to something that was still doing like pop so that's when i came into k-pop true like second generation second gen stan i still think that's like where all my loyalties are but i do like a lot of the new stuff but that's where i came in so andy i'm gonna ask you the same question when did you debut with k-pop and who did you come in with uh, I would say in 2020, a friend of mine showed me Wannabe by Itzy. I didn't really love the song at the time, but I thought the dancing was very cool. And so I would watch the video just for the dancing. And then I kind of like liked the song a little more. And then, yeah, I think we went on a date and that song played, or a KDA song played that my friend also had showed me. And then he just had asked me if I liked K-pop and I was like, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I listened to Sour Candy. So you would say that Blackpink were in your area. Yeah, I mean, I skipped over the Lady Gaga parts. I watched a YouTube video where it was just black <laughs> singing. You skipped to the part where she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and when she, like, speak raps. And I'm like, couldn't we just, like, have the better Korean girls do this? <laughs> I just was like, why is Lady Gaga singing on this song? <laughs> she should and I still feel a, that way. <laughs> she should give up a song on her album and it's just Blackpink and she's not on it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I just like bubblegum pop 
that's not too hard. And K-pop is just delivering lots of that. Whereas America's gotten sleepy. America's like, let's smoke weed in the car over a trap beat. I'm just like, where is the fun music? Miles and I go to parties and people are still listening to songs that came out in like 2012. Honestly, as if they just yeah. came out. Yeah. People are like, gays are like holding on to like Rita Ora songs from seven years ago. And we're like, there is a treasure trove. Not even across the sea because it's literally on Spotify and YouTube. It's like at your fingertips. Okay, for the un- uninitiated, Marika, um, a Korean survival show, it's a little bit like We Have an American Idol or like X Factor or something. This is essentially a show. Except they evil edit it, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, except the editing is. They like... make the girls cry for our entertainment, <laughs> and, we're and in... I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're entertained. <laughs> so a survival show is just like they're basically the end game is always making a K-pop group, and they just start with way too many people, and every... then they cut the Japanese out. Well, no, it's not always like there's pure Korean survival shows without like. But a survival show, they, every challenge is a group challenge. Like everything is like, we're making a group. Maybe there's nine people have to make a group and they don't know each other. Maybe it's four, maybe it's, you know, six. And then they do a few rounds of challenges, but those few rounds take like 12 episodes because they will milk these They will milk for every, everything it's worth. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. They'll film something from three angles and show you all three angles, which, and they'll rewind the tapes. And I like that editing actually, because they're like, here's the high note four times. And I'm like, thank you. Um, But basically the goal of a survival show is to make a group. And we watched a few of these now. So Andy, which have you watched? I watched Girls Planet 999. And that's it. You watched Queendom 2. Oh, Queendom 2. That counts, I think. A little bit. Neasy Project was very wholesome. And Neasy Project was about growing these girls and making and bringing out the best in them. And Girls Planet 999 was like, you should come here already as fit as possible. Mm-hmm. And this is survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were like quite different. Yeah. Neasy Project is a show where the, the a record label, and it's much smaller. Like it's, it's very quickly narrows to like 12, 13 girls and they're making a nine member group. So it's about fostering like, a lot of untrained talent and can we get them ready to debut? Yeah. Where these shows are like, here's 95 girls or boys, which is way too many. And you better be fucking talented or else you're out. Or if you're pretty and untalented, you might make the group. Cause that does happen too. Frequently. Frequently. Yeah. Or if you're tall. Yeah. If you're like, what <laughs> if you're tall, you'll probably get, they're the always group. like, I'm giant to baby. <laughs> and like, there's always someone calling themselves giant baby. So I watched the same. I watched Girls Planet. I watched Produce 48, which is another one in this kind of same series. I watched An Easy Project. I watched this show called The Unit, which was for like people that had kind of failed to, their careers had failed and this is their last chance, but then the group that they made also failed. So like, LOL, like what? Because no one watched that show. And I watched Queendom season one and Queendom season two. So do you have a favorite moment from a survival show? I think the coolest, the thing that I really come back to is, and maybe I'm hoping we'll see this, what's also attractive about a show like Boys Planet or Girls Planet, it's a clash of cultures. It's a Korean show that's hosting Chinese people, Japanese people, and now Thai people. And the show Produce 48 was similar where it was half Koreans, half Japanese people. And I, one of the main reasons I watched that was I was like, how are they going to communicate with each other? Which the show never really shows you and they don't give them translators. And that's also my favorite part is watching them like struggle to, and use broken, like use like English and Korean together, but they're Chinese and it's like, 
they're just saying nouns and yeah. verbs are implied. They'll be like, you're, you, pretty, like, I, leader. <laughs> Which I, like, love. But in Produce 48, there was a challenge where a two groups had to cover the same song, and they got to do it however they wanted. And this, it was a Japanese song. And the other, the one group was like, it's a Japanese song. We have Japanese girls. They're going to be the main, the main like singers in this. And we're going to put the Japanese girls first because it's a Japanese song. And the other group was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to reinvent this. Like, let's show them what's the K-pop version of this Japanese song. How do we put it through the lens of K-pop? And I was like, wait, this is so cool. So it was just little touches like that where... What was the song called? I was going to say, what's the song for our um, listeners? Na, 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 na. Oh, it's called High Tension, and it's by AKB48. And it has a really good music video. Like, the Japanese song has a great, expensive video. But it's called High Tension. <laughs> so they just did, they were like, we want a Korean girl to be the main singer, and now that's Yoon of La Seraphim. Oh. Yeah. We need to watch this after. We've watched it before, but I will. I know, but now that I know who that is. And Diane from Kepler is in the other group that loses. I remember you um, showing me that. But they just take it into a really Korean place where there's, like, some rapping in it, but then the Korean girl learns the Japanese, and she, like, spit. She, like, spits it. It's not cute. She's, like, doing the K-pop style rap. <laughs> they do, like, lots of finger hearts and, like, finger heart guns and, like, very K-pop things. And I, that's just so cool to me to see, like... How are you translating something and making it new? And I think that can happen when you're bringing different kinds of people together. I guess that's what I enjoy about survival shows. I like that and I like the live singing. Oh, yeah. People actually singing live, which is getting more and more rare in K-pop. So that's something I like loved, if, warts and all. But Andy, what do you like about um, these survival shows? I like seeing the Sausage Factory. I like seeing them figure out what roles they're gonna do and seeing some girls that you think are talented get put into a vocal seven and she gets one line and it's saying ah yeah because you like, guys they'll be like main vocal one main vocal two main vocal three and once you get to seven you have the camera on you for like a quarter second and it's like those girls are in tears <laughs> i don't love that they're crying but i'm like i like that you're seeing what producers are probably doing to these girls if they actually made it into the group and are like try out for these roles yeah and if you're not good you're not going to get many lines yeah so I like seeing that. I like seeing them in their practice rooms, doing ab crunches and running around in circles because it looks insane. And yeah, and I just like seeing how it's made because they're just doing it in like oversized t-shirts and bad workout wear. Yeah, they're always wearing huge t-shirts. Because they probably just order like mediums for all the girls. And then like and they they're fit like, some I'm girls. 85 pounds and what? Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. think what you see on like K-pop videos... And I prefer K-pop shows where they're... One of the yeah, cops. Andy likes watching the, like, like live M, M Countdown and Inky Gaio, like, the live stages from television. Yeah, because I think that's just, like, more skillful and less distracting. So I like seeing them doing it, and it's just not as good, because it makes it more realistic. And then you appreciate it more. Because you're, like, seeing bad versions of it, and then you're seeing great versions of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially with shows like this, and I even like this on RuPaul's Drag Race, but they do this more on these um, produced shows and... Girls Planet, Boys Planet is like two groups will do the same song. And I, I just love comparing and being like, oh, what did this group do better? How did this group rise? Or sometimes they're both amazing. Yeah, I love just seeing like how they both go at it. Yeah, and I think the singing live part that Miles brought up becomes very apparent when you're seeing people get out of breath at the end of songs mm -hmm. and not able to sing, mm -hmm. which 
we have seen on Girls Band 999 in How You Like That Yellow Team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And they just, like, mess up, and you see it, and I just don't think... Well, you see it three times from three different angles. Yeah. And, I mean, you just don't see that very often, so it's cool. What, Andy, I, I want to ask you, and then I'll talk about me, but what is your experience with boys and boys groups since, boys groups since we will be watching Boys Planet? Um, novice. Calling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I mean, I just don't think the gays are that into boys singing, so I'm, I'm going to have to get over that hill. Yeah, I mean, I could make a playlist of 100 K-pop songs and 100 of them would be girls singing. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't even occur to me. It is a phenomenon, I think. Not Never really with me, but, like, with a lot of gays. Oh, so special. So well, I've mean. always listened to... Okay, I just have to speak from my own perspective. I've always listened to boys. And, I mean, my first group I loved was Us Club 7, which is four girls and three boys. That was a mixed-gender deal. Like, I've always loved male singers and female singers, like, the whole gamut. There are... There is a group, a subsect of the gay world that only listens to women sing... And, and then has no female friends. What? Um, <laughs> but I've listened to boy bands. It's interesting. I, I mean, I'm curious about Boys Planet 2 because I loved, like, second generation boys. And even third generation. So I loved Shiny. I love Shiny. I, I forget how much I like them with them. And I go back and I'm like, the music is so fucking good. Like, Shiny. I like some Big Bang stuff. 2 p.m. I, I've seen Seventeen in concert. I've seen Super M in concert. Card, which is a mixed group. I like Golden Child sometimes SF9, but I feel like so many groups now are just like noise music and they're all trying to be NCT and I don't like NCT and there's just so little melody or like just pop, which is why I went to K-pop in the first place. Yeah, where's the music? So I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that there's like a hole in the market and that Boys Planet is like, we are going to be the like pop boys. Like we're actually going to have music. Yes, please. And I think, I think, the little clips we've seen, it seems like a lot of the guys can sing, like, going through their little, like, one-minute, um, they do, like, one-minute PR videos, and then at the end of the minute, a door, like, a wall closes in front of them. It's so amazing. Um, it's all on YouTube. But a lot of them, it seems like they can sing. And I went back, I was watching Girls Planet auditions the other day, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot how bad most of the girls on Girls Planet were singing. Like, just flat. Yeah, they didn't have good <sighs> tune. No, like, just out of tune. And then people on, on YouTube being like, you guys, she was so stable. Like, she she wasn't oh, yeah. that bad. She's stable. Stable's code for being able to hold the note, even if it's not right, is what it sounds yeah, like I'm to me. Yeah, I'm just, like, dancing and singing at the same time, but you're, like, so flat. I don't know. I feel like I'm excited because it seems like there's a lot more singers, which I think will probably make it harder to choose favorites. Because I usually go for singers. I'm looking forward to it because... I liked the boy songs that they do on Girls Planet 999. Okay. So, I got a foot in the door. Yeah. I hope they do girl songs on this show. I know. I'm, I'm, they, will, they, I, will. they will. They will. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Okay. I bet they'll do. Yeah, do something. Something. Okay, final question. There was an original song on Girls Planet. There's a round of the show where they do new songs instead of cover songs. What does you plus me equals love mean to you? I mean, it was just gobsmacking. I loved it. I listened to it a hundred thousand times last year. Did you, was it Love at First Sight or did, I feel like it grew on you. Well, I remember we watched it 
We watch it together. In New Orleans. And, and I don't. And we were more like uh, in love with Shoot. I still Which I also did, which I still love Shoot, but it's a wackadoodle song. But then, yeah, I don't know what You Plus Me got to me. And, and even now when I listen to it, I get like little chills when anything happens. <laughs> Every verse starts. <laughs> it's a really good girl group song. And Kepler was, it's sad that they didn't do it on Queendom 2. Or have not covered it. Or haven't done it. The Kepler should have just had that on their first album. Like, I don't know why they're not mining, like, Snake and Shoot and You Plus Me and not Utopia. But they, those three songs, I feel like they should just be like, yeah, those are our songs. And even when they did it on the show, the judges were like, wait, you guys look like a full girl group. Yeah. Like, you could be debuting today. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, debut them now. <laughs> like, don't, they're fine. That's it. Debut all 99. OT 99. So, Miles, let's dig deep. What does shoot mean to you? Oh my God. Okay, shoot. Can you give us a little ditty? I might cut it in. What do I do? I'm sick. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> Shoot was like basically, and this is something I'm curious about Boys Planet, but Girls Planet, the girls were kind of like, a lot of the girls were tracked. I think of them as like down a track. Like you could go through the whole show of Girls Planet and just be siloed and just do cute songs. So like all the girls that had just been doing cute stuff did the cutest song of the show, Shoot, which sounds very retro, 80s, silly, bouncy. It makes no sense. They're talking about being sick. I think there's a line about a t-shirt. Yeah, um, it's about being sick and you're seeing your crush yeah and what should you do shoot you saw him yeah <laughs> um it makes like barely any sense but there's three choruses uh it's so fun <laughs> there's like so many key changes it's like that's the best thing of k-pop is like this is a like honestly like a dumb little song but then also there's so much music like there's a key change in a million instrumentals like because i think koreans like really know and the swedes that they're buying songs from like really know complex music where i think in america we like to keep things simpler these days okay well that was a little taste of us of this episode zero um next week i imagine we'll just be watching the boys walk in for two hours i'm guessing is the first episode we might be fast forwarding well yeah i don't know i don't know or we're gonna be just like drinking beer and i think not remember the last three that come in so yeah next week we'll talk about that we did we do have preliminary picks which we're not we're gonna talk about next week that we just did from watching the like fan cams and like honestly just looking at their faces yeah just looking at their washed out promo pics yeah so we'll share with those with y'all next week but until then buckle in for the ride Thank you so much for listening to our seven listeners, seven love minutes, and we'll see you next time. And fighting. Fighting.